It's Livingston versus St Johnston in the Scottish League Cup final as favourites Hibs will Hibs it. Wouldn't just go 23 points clear and everyone seems to want Frank Lampard for some reason. It's episode 6 of the Pulse Ideas podcast. With me today we have Andy, Marcus and Kyle. How are you guys doing today? Alright man, how was your weekend? Uh, apart from Hibs, right. it was alright. Good <laughs> <laughs> good. <laughs> Imagine losing being their biggest problem. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Could be worse. Dude, I was not expecting that. Let's just see. Yeah, I don't think I, I don't I, think anyone was really expecting it. Marcus is being awful quiet. It just say. means Levy might win their first ever, ever trophy. I mean, if, if Marvin Bartley wins the wins a trophy, I'll be happy. Effie Ambrose will be lifting it sky high. I just got to do that backwards flip again. Uh, Done a few of them in his past times. He yeah. scored that many own goals that he used to. <laughs> Not Hibs that. Well, Hibs have Hibs that. Yeah. I think that's. Should we start there? That seems like the biggest story of the yeah. weekend. Um, yeah. I don't really want to go into it. <laughs> Uh, that, but it finished. Yeah, Marcus, come on. Yeah, Give us your biggest on. smile, man. <laughs> Put on a brave face. <laughs> it's funny because uh, I think that was the last podcast or the one before. I was like, oh yeah, I still, I still back Jack Ross. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'll get on to that. But um, if we're gonna analyze the actual game, um, it started off pretty promising. I mean, we weren't. I don't think we were amazing. I mean, some people are saying we were outstanding. I don't think we were really outstanding. Our play was kind of limited by St. Johnson's low block, um, which was fair. I mean, we knew we were, they were going to play like that. It still forced um, Xander Clark into a few good saves, hit the bar twice as well. So, you know, it Yeah, was... I think Jackson Irvin must have hit the post like on his own like two or three times. Um, Jamie Murphy obviously... Um, hit the post for I don't know how he hits the post from there because the goalie's on the ground in that position. All he has to I do thought is he got a touch onto it. I thought Zanderclaw got a touch and touched it on the bar. Yeah, I think so. He's, I mean, Zanderclaw did did make a few good saves, so I like, I think he did save it. On yeah, because he he made the first initial save, which was a good save from Zanderclaw, yeah. and then the follow up, which uh, to be fair, I don't know how he could hit the other side of the the, um, the goal. So you had to aim it where he did. He had to hit it with power. And I think Zanakar got a touch on it, which touched on the bar. From what I could see from the highlights, but I didn't, I didn't really watch no, the game. Um, I don't think Clark got his touch in the second one. I think Murphy's just tried to chip it over him when he's been on the floor. And it's hit the bar and not gone in. Like, oh my god. Um, even even bar that, though, Hamlin had one. Hamlin, I can't mind if it was a corner or a set piece, um, but uh, Clark make, it makes a good save for that as well, so you always felt like we were on top. I mean, St. Johnson weren't getting into our half too much. It was kind of really comfortable. But what was worrying is, um, I know there's a lot of comparisons with this game in the Hearts semi-final that I can, uh, and well, I'm going to make. But another one was the first 30 minutes, just dominating the game again, um, not really putting away any chances. Um, so that was that. And then literally either the first or the second shot that St. Johnson have... Uh, on target goes in from a set piece as well. Jason Kerr, who I've said like as far back as I can remember, um, we should be signing. He goes and he goes and um, you know just loses Porteous or I don't know what Porteous is in from that position, but uh, 
yeah, it's even even at one 0 though, like in theory the team should be getting themselves fired up. Like we're the favourites for this competition as a whole. We've just gone one 0 down in the thirty odd like what thirty fifth minute odd. Like that's a minor setback, but we can still the, the mentality there should be let's go and put three past them in the second half. Or even get one back before half time and then we're still good. But as soon as that goes in, like you can just tell like like, heads even, heads dropped like, and they just kind of start to give up in a way. Even even missing all those chances and then going one 0 down, like you just think it's going to be another one of those days, isn't it? Like hips just do this all the fucking thing. Yeah, hips are forever needing to just put it in the net and failing to do so when really needing it. I mean, Jack Ross's win rate against the big sides. He, if you look at all the stats, they're fifty fifty on par. And then you look at goals scored, and they'll be losing two 0 or whatever because they just aren't putting it in the back of the net. We've, um, in terms of games against, so the, the teams that you'd expect us to be compared with are Aberdeen, Hearts, Rangers, Celtic. These are our main competitors. Those are the five biggest clubs in the league. Um, so against those teams, not in the league, but yeah, go on. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, um, for for the point I'm making, though, like we've played against those teams in the top flight. Uh, 12 times uh, sorry that actually that will include the semi-final against Hearts but anyway under Jack Ross we've played against those teams 12 times we've only won two of those games which if we're meant to be comparing ourselves to Aberdeen that's nowhere near good enough uh, and both of those wins came in 2019 we beat Aberdeen 3-0 we beat Hearts 2-0 so that's a year like a full calendar year uh, and now a month where we've failed to beat any teams that we should be competing with um, which isn't really good enough to be fair and we had a really good chance against Celtic we bottled that uh, we came up against a Hearts team which I think we should have been beating in the semi-final we didn't do it um, I mean Hibs at this point seemed like parallel to someone like Brighton where all the pundits praise the play style but the results just aren't there yeah it's yeah, just like XG all you want but if you're not scoring a single goal XG doesn't matter and that's the thing yeah I think I've said this before, like, I don't buy into XG all that much, because football isn't based on... What's expected, it's based on kind of what happens. It's not always based on the run of play football, so a team can be, like, having that many chances, that much XG, but then, like, like Saturday, like so many other games, not just the Hibs, like, like, we've all, we, all of us support different teams, we've all seen our team dominate a game and still come out losing. Like, that's happened to Celtic and it's happened to Rangers, it just happened. Um... So I've got some notes on like mistakes because there's there's different opinions on this. That I'd say most of the hip support was behind Ross. I'd say he's easily lost uh, half of the hip support now with that. Um, and it would be a mistake to say that that's purely down to that game because it's like there have been a series of things and now that's the kind it's of kind of all builded up, uh, built yeah, up, and then it's just kind of no, no against it. Kind of I don't agree with um, how Ross handled the game. Um, I've got Cadden, which means so Cadden hasn't played for a while. Um, he got ten minutes against Killy, and now he's back starting in a semi-final, and he looked absolutely drained. Um, so, which because of the formation we're playing, um, we're playing with fullbacks or wingbacks, sorry. So our width was coming from, or meant to be coming from Doig and Cadden. So when Cadden isn't at the races, then we lose the width from that side. And then our only width is coming to the left from Doig. And then against a team like St. Johnston, who... Who are sitting back. 
that back, you need width in that situation. So we're shooting ourselves in the foot. And to add insult to injury, we've got two wingers on the pitch who are both in central positions. We've got Murphy as an attacking mid. And we've got Boyle playing at striker. And I both I think they're both wasted there. Um, so we're playing into their hands from the get-go with our formation choice. Um, so there's that. There's also... Um, yeah, that, that that obviously that didn't help us from the start. And then it was when we were two goals ahead. I mean, the game was crying out for Chris Deutsch. I mean, he's not been as good this season in terms of scoring. But there seems to be a correlation to when Hibs are playing well, Deutsch is at least starting. Because, for example, last week he, he, he sets up the goal for Gogic. Like, he holds up the ball so well, even if he's not always scoring. And we can't do that with a front three of Boyle, Murphy and Nisbet. Because Nisbet can hold up the ball, but that's not the main element of his game. If we've got Deutsch there, we've become so much better doing that. And I think we've got a better chance of beating St. Johnson if Deutsch starts. Um, Deutsch only comes on when we're already two goals down. Yeah, well, almost if, if Nisbet and Deutsch started, Deutsch could do all the hold-up play for Nisbet, and Nisbet could focus on the that's, scoring, that's putting the it in the net. That's the only reason why that front pair has worked, because because Deutsch has been there to hold the ball. And yeah, he's not been prolific, as prolific. He scored... Uh, he scored 18 goals last season, 19 if you include the goal against Hearts, which technically was uh, um, last season's competition. Um, he's not been as prolific this season. I think it's like six or seven he's got at the halfway point. But still, he's you can see his impact in the game. He gives us physicality, um, which we lacked. We didn't, and the only physical player we had on the field and go, going forward in that sense was Irving. Uh, Irving, like he, he was dangerous from crosses. Dangerous for he was unlucky not to score. Uh, and he's the only player, bluntly, that gets past marks for me from that. I see what hips are lacking. Are, sorry, man. But uh, hips no, are lacking a leader. Definitely. Yeah. And the squad isn't big enough to make the substitutions that they need to make. Yeah. Uh, I've just got Jack Rott's uh, stats up here. He's been a manager at Hibs for a year and two months. And he's played 41, or managed 41 games. Won 19, drawn 8, and lost 14, which is a percentage oh, not, of 46. Is that, is that just in the league then? Yeah. Yeah. That's not too bad. 46% win. I mean, win. in all competitions, it's probably closer to 50, because they have had yeah, yeah. extended cup runs. The games and the- if you look at Hips managers before that, they were nowhere near 50 at all. Like, I mean, certainly Heckenbottom was in the low 30s. Oh, like, yeah. but then that, that, that's decent like so my next point is mentality and in big games uh, so under Ross like I feel like we're achieving the bare minimum like you're, we're beating Hibs we're never a consistent team so even when we were beating Celtic and Rangers under Lennon I think uh, the season we came up we beat Rangers at Ibrox um, obviously Slifka scored that you know wonder goal and then the next week we're getting beat 3-1 at home by Hamilton we've been known for being cons- inconsistent since we've fought. We've sorted the consistency consistency to an extent under Ross, uh, especially at the start of the season when we were winning really regularly. Even if we draw, we'd still you know then go on to win a couple of games or three in a row. Like um, we weren't dropping points all too regularly. Um, um. Whereas, kind of like the, the the thing with that is that's that's getting us far in the league. Like we're doing well in the league. But being consistent in the league against the smaller teams, like we've still been, like obviously the point that was made about the big teams in big games, this team cannot hack it. 
which has been proven, and that doesn't win you cups. If you don't have a mentality, like Kyle said, you don't have a leader that drives us forward. When you don't have that mentality, you struggle in cup competitions, especially when you go one nil down. So yeah. we may we may well still finish third this season under Ross because we'll still pick up points against your Hamiltons and Motherwells. But if we if the Scottish Cup is still to play for this season, we could get to another semi final, have a team like St Mirren or Livingston or anyone Motherwell done United and still go out because we just fear that we seem to be afraid of these big games so much under Ross. Um, do, you, do you reckon like the pressure? Because Hibs were favourite for the entire competition, not just this game. Do you reckon the the kind of pressure on the team and the pressure on Ross kind of had an impact, or do you reckon it's just Ross's game management that that led to this? It's a bit of both. It's poor game management from Ross, and the thing the thing the link I was going to make to the last game was that whenever they're doing these um, you know poster pre match conferences with the players. The players are saying, "Oh, we we want to put things right." That's that's the main thing I, I remember all the players saying. You know, we want to put this right after the Hearts game. They said they were hurting after the Hearts game. They said that this League Cup, you know, we are the favourites now. It's a chance for us to obviously bounce back. To me, if we win the League Cup, that's that semi final against Hearts forgotten, and you know all the other all uh, you know um, all the other sort of mistakes under us, the getting beat at home by uh, Dan, uh, Hearts under Stanley Sandal and that. Um, that's all put to bed and we're all f- um, firmly behind Ross I mean you could argue that the team obviously I mean Hibs recently do have quite good form in getting long cup runs I mean they've made the last few semi-finals for both cups but I mean obviously they won the Scottish Cup in 2016 but you could argue the team has been completely upcycled since then so probably there's one or two folk in that team that won the cup and the rest really don't know what it feels like to gain that silverware and everyone uses that as, oh, the team don't know what it's like. This is always the go-to excuse. But, like, in terms of, like, if a team's if players have won trophies before, they know what it feels like and they know what it takes. So it probably does have a big impact. So they, I think they just need to get that first, get yeah. to that first final, win it, and then I think Hibs could be quite a major player in the, both Cups. And yeah, I would, I would agree with that, to be honest. But, um, like, if we were going to win also, a anytime soon, that was our chance to do it, realistically. And the reason I brought up the Hearts game is if the players are so intent to put things right, so uh, hurt apparently by the Hearts game, why aren't they proving it? Like Hibs, Hibs have just been for the, for ages now. They've been all talk and no whatever. No, I, I do think I think it's the mentality, like what you said. Metaphors there, all talk and no bite. No what? It's like all bite and no bark, or all talk all and no walk. Exactly. Like Hibs have got a good squad. They do have a good. They have a good team. Yeah. Uh, it's just the mentality, like you said, Marcus, to try and get everyone together to try yeah. and get over that hurdle to get silverware. I mean, maybe their problem is that their their manager's a wee faker. I mean, Jack Ross's name isn't even Jack Ross. He's called John James Ross. I mean, that's skeptical. You know, <laughs> really. <laughs> I don't think his name is going to affect them from getting into finals. So. You know, Blake, uh, Andy, you brought up the semi-finals we've gotten to. So since 2016, this is off the top of my head. This is not my notes, by the way. But just we've so under Lennon with the semi-final against Aberdeen. Um, that was the first, obviously, Scottish Cup in Celtic's quadruple treble. Then we got to the League Cup semi-final against Celtic. We got packed out of that. Then you had the game against Aberdeen. 
Uh, I think it was the the next season's League Cup, uh, Easter Road. We dominated that game, scored two disallowed goals, and then Aberdeen winning penalties. That again shows the whole Hibs mentality. Um, we have the semi final under Hecky, which was I think Hecky's last game against Uh We so we've gotten to so many, or we've gotten to definitely enough semi finals to at least make a final in that time, but we've not done it. Um, and the teams you've gone out to, at on form, Hibs were probably the favourites going into most of those games as well. Um, the Hearts and St Johnson ones definitely. Uh, Aberdeen won under Lennon. Um, I'm sure one where Aberdeen beat us in the quarterfinals. So they would have gone off that. That was the, yeah, that was the yeah. So they would have had that like oh, we that, just beat Rangers. Rangers three 0 No, it, I'm sure it went to replay and it went to Ibrox and then um, got beat. I saw that some stuff like that, yeah. That was the round after they beat us. They, they, they would have um, strove on that mentality of beating us at Highbrooks, which which historically have they've not done yeah. until recently. So they would have came off that. So you could argue, on paper, they would be even. But it's frustrating as a fan, like, especially with Ron Gordon coming in in that time since we've been promoted, promising we want to be a team that is the best, third best in Scotland, we're going to be challenging for silverware. That's yeah, that. yeah. So the, well, another point I want to make is the on online the amount of fans of um, other clubs I guess like your mother was in Dundee's and Dundee United and all that these fans saying oh well who's being disappointed at this shows that there's an arrogance there according to them that we're the same as Celtic that we throw the toys at the pram because we bought, got beat through no but what they fail to understand like we we have to go the baggage that we have as Hibs fans is the whole Hibs tag like the phrase isn't Motherwell bit, it's not Dundee bit, it's Hibs for a reason. Because we, as a club, have, well, our fans have to put up with the fact that our club are serial bottlers. We've never, like, this mentality problem has been going back years and years and years. The 2004 Cup final against Libby, uh, tw- even 2016 against Ross County as well. Like, this is something we've had to put up with for ages. And just when a new owner comes in, says that we're going to put it right, we get Jack Rosson has been backed as well by this new owner. We've spent serious money on McGuinness on Nisbet, um, you know, and then when you when you just when you think things are going to change, then it suddenly flips back to you've bottled two semi-finals in one season. You feel that you're going backwards in that situation. So we are, as fans, we're completely in a right to be annoyed by this. It's not a case of oh oh we thought we were favourites for it, you know we were entitled. No, it's that we're just disappointed because all the perceived progress that we thought the club was going through the last four years has instantly been undone. Like we feel like we're back at step one where um Heckenbottom had just been sacked and we're looking for a new manager. It's like it's it's completely back to square one and there's no progression there as a club. And that's something we've been wanting for ages. Like it is so frustrating, honestly. That's uh, that's my rant there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where are we jumping on to next? Um I reckon from there we'll move on to the Rangers game as they went 23 points clear this weekend with a 5-0 win over Ross County in Gerrard's 150th game in charge they pretty much dominated this game um, is that my cue to come jump in that's your cue yeah right okay so obviously Rangers 5 Ross County 0 after a disappointing result last week against Mullerell escaping a one each draw at Far Park it was quite quite embarrassing really to be honest because uh, the game was just really slow uh, could have taken uh, two passes out of four, like what I said last week. So uh, the league leaguers hosted Ross County at Ibrox, which uh, you would you would expect Rangers to go and finish finish the game because Ibrox only conceded one goal this season at Ibrox against Motherwell in the three-one win at Ibrox. 
So um, obviously our opponents Ross County have shocked um, last season's champions uh, by putting them out of the League Cup. And also I've done a bit research on Ross County as well. They have the worst away record uh, with three wins, one draw, and obviously now nine, uh, ten defeats. So I'll just go to the goals. Um, so the first one was Ryan Kent. Uh, it was a good cross from Tavnier, um, as you do. Uh, put up to Morelos. Morelos had two players on him, and he just headed it into the path of Kent, and then Kent with an absolute beautiful finish in the top corner with his head, which you wouldn't expect Kent to finish with his head. Um, but I went into the top corner, um, keeper absolutely no chance for that one. And it was a great team build-up, uh, great play. I fought out uh, from the start, from the first whistle, uh, Rangers were out of the blocks really quickly, and we had uh, push for chances early on in the match. And obviously the second came from Hollander. It was a great corner from Barisic again. Set pieces Rangers have been absolutely deadly this season. Uh, it was a free header, unmarked, and uh, it was good to see him getting a goal as he's been in and out of the team quite often as well. And then the third one, I don't know if you guys saw it, it was an absolute... Aribo's one. Oh, Aribo, absolute yeah. brilliant piece of skill from Aribo. And you expect him, we, um, I call him Twinkle Toes because he, he just just get take past plays like it's nothing really. Um, so obviously tab on the wing again, pass it to Aribo. Aribo skins two players and then finishes from a tight angle just inside the 18-yard box. Uh, which just curls into keepers right. It was a great skill and great goal from the midfielder. Fourth one in the second half uh, was obviously Mr Ryan Jack coming back in. Uh, it was a great team build-up. Uh, brilliant. Gerard said himself that he was one of his favourite goals this season so far. Um, so Jack picks up the ball, um, passes to Itten, who lays it off for Hadji. I thought Hadji did absolutely brilliantly in that game. Uh, I thought he was the deserved man of the match. Um, but uh, it was given to Parasic, oh, uh, yeah. He uh, leaves it off for Hadji and squares it back to Jack, almost in the penalty spot, and finishes to the keeper's left. So that was uh, Jack's first game back since uh, the 22nd November against Aberdeen. He was only on the pitch for six minutes, and then he scored after that. So it was a great um, comeback from Ryan Jack. And it's good to see him hopefully push on from that and become the midfielder that he was before he got injured. Uh, but it'll take him a while to get back in the team right now, because the midfielder's... The midfield right now for Rangers is absolutely brilliant right now. Solid. And obviously the fifth one was Goldson. It was in our corner from Barisic. Uh, Hollander goes for the header and misses with these Goldson to have a low header and it goes past Laidlaw's left post. So that is the Rangers game. Pretty summed up quite quickly by um, Rangers. Uh, I, th- I predicted 2-0 because I thought it would be quite a difficult game. But... Um, Obviously, done differently. I thought like nice to win two 0 wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I predicted two 0 but it was a completely different result. But um, I thought that uh, Gerard must have got into them about the intensity of the game against Motherwell, and because uh, Motherwell was quite a slow-paced game, as I said before. And uh, right from the right from the blocks, they get go. Rangers were just like the team, like they were um, before the Motherwell game. So it was good to see that, and good win for Rangers. Twenty-three points clear the league. Uh, from one thing I wanted to talk about from this game is the uh, Tevinier's penalty was saved. He hasn't scored in a month. Um, yeah. Because he's one of the league's highest scorers. Is he out of form in terms of his goal scoring, or is it in terms? Well, obviously, he's, a, obviously he's out of form because Tevinier's still playing well. Like he's had a couple, he got like a couple of assists in that game. It's, it's. I don't know. I don't know what happened to Tavernier, but imagine your right back not scoring for a month. You know. Yeah, when you put it like that, it sounds like, <laughs> oh, okay, it's just... Tavernier's been one of our, obviously our biggest goal scorer this season um, through free kicks, penalties. Um, but I, I don't know, it's, it's two penalty misses out of, I don't know how many it is, but it's two in a row 
it was a very poor penalty. Um, it's because he's English. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. No, I think Sam, the the point that you're saying is it worrying that Tavernier hasn't scored in a month, and uh, like Kyle's saying, he's a right back. That's just telling, like how good a season he's had. And our our goal difference is sitting pretty high right now. It just shows that Rangers overall are a better team goal scoring because it's not just the one player that's banging around like like, fifty-eight. To put that into perspective, Celtics is thirty, Hibs is the next highest on nine. So. I don't need to say anymore, to be honest. Yeah. It's I just mean, Rangers, it, the goals come from everyone, which is good, which is good team contribution as well. Yeah. It's not just the one That's player, like last season we would, would, we would rely on Morelos. That's what you want in a title winning team. Like, like I, I think in Correct. any, regardless of whether it's Scottish League, Premier League, like you need a squad contributing with goals. I think yeah. that's one of Hibs' problems as well, as I said yeah, before. Actually, yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, again, like, for back to the Rangers game, now I think we've finished with the Hibs game. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, with um, obviously Hadji's people being complaining about Hadji about his form in the past couple games, but Hadji in the last few games he's always been closing down and he's just been trying to get the ball back. As soon as he loses it, he tries to get that ball back as soon as possible. And I, I genuinely thought Hadji was absolutely brilliant for that game, and I would give him man of the match personally. Uh, he just was he picked up a few balls. I assist uh, Ryan Jack as well. Um, it was just, yeah, yeah, I think it's a great individual performance, but a great performance for the team overall. Just that intensity is, was changed from the Motherwell game, which just completely changed the result. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to ask. Um, so Ross County, I think I predicted them to score. I think I predicted four one for that game. They obviously went and beat Aberdeen four one as well, and they shocked us. So under John Hughes, they have been getting better results. How like? Uh, despite them getting beat five 0 obviously, like I don't think you can blame them too much for that against you know the way the Rangers are playing at the moment. How do you think they did? Do you think that they um, were impressive in any way? Do you think there was something they were trying to do that was you know decent, or did they just kind of fall over? Or how did the game go? Because I didn't watch the game highly. I thought I was quite impressed with Ollie Shaw. His positions, yeah. I thought he's he's actually a pretty good player. He'd be a good uh, for us, actually. I wonder why. Yeah, no, he, 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 was, he, he got in, a, got, in the, got past the defenders a few times in between um, Golson and Hollander. Um, but obviously, you expect Dan McGregor to make a comfortable save. But he, he didn't really he didn't really trouble us. Um, but I, th- I was quite impressed with Ollie Shaw in the game. Yeah. The, the best, uh, or one of the best uh, young talents in Europe, as Leanne Dunstra said. <laughs> that we, we let go. Let go of the world. And it's the kind of player we kind of need they right now. Which is the Sorry, no, it was at Hibs. All right. No, he was at us, and Leanne Dempster said that he was one of the best young talents in Europe. And then he doesn't get a game, and he get, we sent him out into Ross County. And now, like, he's, he's like probably someone we're crying out for, as Sam says. So it's uh, a bit, f- I find it funny, <laughs> to be honest. But um, it's, good, it's good to see that he's got his career back. Obviously, he wasn't getting a game for us. So the fact he's going up to Ross County, doing well. Um, I'm happy with, especially under John Hughes. Very happy with that. I think if he has this season and possibly next season as well in the Ross County, I reckon he could, you know, look towards getting a move back up to a team like a Hibs or or an Aberdeen or something like that. Because yeah. he's, if he's starting to pick up form and he's starting to grow like, like we expected him to when he was at Hibs, then, then I don't I. I don't see where the ceiling is for him. I reckon he can keep on keep on growing. 
definitely. We we've been linked with uh, Ross Stewart as well, and I don't see us getting a pair of them. So it, it kind of just depends. Um, Aberdeen possibly would be. It would be frustrating from my point of view, but I think that if we're talking about that kind of club, I don't see him getting anywhere near the starting eleven for Celtic or Rangers. So it'll probably have to be Hibs, Aberdeen, or somewhere uh, down south. Yeah, or yeah, that's the thing. Uh, probably, yeah, the League One kind of level. Um, uh, although you never know he could, could be a good shout I mean if Aberdeen move on Sam Cosgrove possibly a good shout yeah, for... yeah that's give a good move yeah that's a good shout uh, yeah that's that's Rangers really summed yeah. up I want to move on to the yeah. other League Cup semi-final um, where Livingston advanced to the final with a 1-0 win over um, over St Mirren yeah. 11, 11 games on the bounce for Livy in since they last lost. Unreal. You've oh, just taken one of my quiz questions. God. Oh. <laughs> oh. Andy gets the point for that one then. Yeah, yeah exactly. give him the point already. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's in the intro. Ten in the league, and, ten in the league and one in the cup. Yeah. Well, that's in the intro. I said Livy St. Miller was the Scottish League. Uh, one of, one of those, um, <laughs> you could just, you can, you can change the question to uh, what, what was Livy's manager doing six years in the slammer for? <laughs> I actually wrote that down. For, I actually wrote that down as well. So I've got the answer. No, I'll get another question when you guys are talking about it. I'll look up on the notes. So. Right, well, um, by the way, I'm the answer is to what half the Huns are snorting. <laughs> no, right, we're using those words then. If you're using those words then, yeah, I'm more than happy for him. By the way, though, like uh, yeah. yeah, David Martindale uh, passing his fit and proper test from the uh, SFA. Yeah, um, which ridiculous. It's ridiculous that they were checking if he was fit for. Like service. Yeah, no, that was a joke, yeah. yeah. He did his time, so everyone deserves a second Rehabilitation, it works. And yeah. now he's making Livy a scary team to play against. I mean, it works for some people, yeah. But Yeah, the, the, watching the highlights from this game, um, Livingston were, were impressive. Uh, we did predict this game as kind of one that was too close to cool, but uh, Livingston took the lead through Scott Robinson after Effie Ambrose hit the bar with a header. Um Livy had the better chances. Uh, did anyone else catch the highlights or catch this game at all? I watched a bit of it, yeah. On Sunday, the last thing I wanted to do was watch that game. <laughs> See who, who you could have been playing. Here's what you could have won. <laughs> See who we play in the third place playoff. <laughs> no thanks. I, I, watched, I, watched, I watched quite a bit of it, to be honest. I thought, yeah, obviously, Livy's, Livy's, Livingston were pretty dominant. Um, from what I've seen, but obviously you can't write off St Mirren, they've had a few... I mean, St Mirren did well to shut them out for as long as they did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought this, well obviously it was only 1-0, but it could it could have been more. It could have been 2 or 3, yeah. Easy. Yeah. But, I, I I don't know what, I didn't, I didn't really, I don't really watch Livingston, I don't really watch St Mirren as much, but uh, Livy did impress, and I, I think I backed Livingston to win it, uh, like to win the game, uh, I can't remember now. But um, David Martindale's definitely changed that team. Like, he's completely changed the team. I don't know yeah, what it is. Like uh, people go on about how they're a low-budget team. Like they've actually got good players in there. I rate Guthrie. Uh, Effie Ambrose is a decent. Robinson player. as well. Rob- I was going to say Robinson yeah. definitely. Um, yeah. But... Marvin Bartley. They've got they've got a leader in that midfield in Marvin Bartley. So yeah. Well, you know that's that's funny that uh, he's a leader and he's a player that Hibs let go. Again, this is a recurring theme, but. Um, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'm really happy for Bartley as well. If he goes on to lift the League Cup, um, 
Yeah. How do I wonder how Dykes is doing for QPR to see if Levy have feel like they've lost out or not? Um, doesn't look like it. Doesn't look like they've missed out. <laughs> Also, took just to sign up. Tuchel has officially been confirmed as Chelsea manager. Yeah, it's only a matter of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that that was pretty much confirmed when when Lampard left, and obviously Lampard's yeah. now been linked with. Oh, people are calling out, oh, give him the hips job, oh, give him the Celtic job. Like, I mean, big breaks at Lampard. I wonder if they just replaced him with Tuchel so he could at least speak to half of the misplaying Germans in the Chelsea side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, as you say about Lyndon Dykes, Lyndon Dykes hasn't scored for QPR since November. So, yeah. Yeah. It's it's strange because you'd think he'd suit the English Championship. Like the kind of, I mean, uh, at first, when the season started, he was, he was on fire. He scored quite a few goals, but... Um, it's, yeah. it's kind. Of, it's he's kind of dried up now. Um, I think teams. I mean, if we're if we're talking about Livingston, shouldn't we talk about the game that kicked off this week's um, fixture? Oh yeah, we were going to pre- uh, review that as well. Review this one, um, <laughs> and we have someone who supports Celtic on the set, so we can talk about this. Um, at the snowy macaroni last Wednesday, uh, the spaghetti it, had. It I was, mean, it was it was a double header, really. I mean. To be fair, the the two two. I mean, despite not beating Livingston away, was a much improvement on the nil nil earlier, because that was just beyond pathetic. I mean, I don't think Celtic had a shot that game. It was painful to watch, um, but certainly the two two. I mean, that's it's inexcusable that the form has been this bad for this long now. Like, that's one win in Celtic's last six. I'm sure they've released more statements. Three wins, three wins in the last 14. Which is the longest winless run that Celtic have had in 21 since, years. It's, well, it's, the, it's the worst start to a season we've had since, like, the 50s. It's beyond rubbish. I mean, Celtic can't even string two passes together. So, right, you looked at the stats and you see, like, oh, Celtic made six shots in target, 18 shots. All of those are Ryan Christie hitting it from the halfway line because that's all that they have that they can capable, like, all are capable of. And, um, I mean, both of Celtic goals were from set pieces in that game, Oganusi and Bitten, and Bitten's goal could have been said as offside, yeah. Exactly. I mean, Levy, Levy deserved something out of that, and they got something. They got a point. They deserved a point. They got a point. So, Jamie, from a perspective of anyone who supports them, they should be very happy with how their team is performing. But, uh, I mean, and obviously, the, the the cameo to add it all off, Scott Brown coming on the 79th minute, getting sent off in the 83rd for an absolute rubbish challenge. Just Do you think it was a compound. Oh, yeah. Everyone's, everyone's like, oh, but uh, Morel's got away with worse. It's like, yeah, Morel should have got reds there, but doesn't mean Scott Brown wasn't a red, you know? Scott Brown's got away with that for years. Well, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Like, Morelos and Scott Brown and players like that, all the way back to like the soonest days, people always get away yeah. with stuff like that. But everyone seems to get mad when they get pulled up for it. The ref's doing the right thing, mm-hmm. pulling someone up for what should be a red. Because if the ref pulls people up for it more often, it'll happen less, and the quality of football will improve. So I have no quarrel with him getting red. It's just a stupid, reckless challenge. Hmm. Like, um, it's just... 
isn't it? Yeah, uh, I mean, with Stevie G's wee cameo in his last season at Liverpool, coming on at halftime against United and trotting off in 40 seconds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> yeah, it was so, kind of then, reminiscent of that, and I think it... Well, this was it. Scott Brown, like, Stevie G was pushed out the door by Liverpool. I think Scott Brown needs a, needs a, a, wee, a wee shove at this point. Maybe not. I don't want. He's a. He is a club legend. He's been here, thirteen years. He's won ten titles. He's won eight cup, eight Scottish cups, or eight, eight league cups or something. And I don't. I, I don't want him to just be thrown out the door. But you know, either he maybe takes a step down to somewhere that's more his level. If he want, if he wants to continue playing, maybe a step down to the championship or a, another team, someone Motherwell or wherever esque. Or he um he had a chance to or he to packs his bags in for a coaching role. He had he had a chance to move away. Was it last January when he was linked with a, a team in Australia? So I think he, he wanted to stay and fight for his place. And when he when he wants to fight, he is excellent at being Scott Brown. When he wants to be Scott Brown, but when it's clear the manager's lost the dressing room, it's clear nobody wants to be there. As we'll talk about later, I assume and. Uh, so when nobody wants to be there, nobody wants to play to their fullest ability. And but they, they can't expect if they're gonna perform crap that the manager will go or that stuff happen. They should regardless of the board situation, players should just I mean, they're being paid to play their best. So I, I don't understand what they what they can do to fix it. If the manager's not going and the board's not gonna change the club culture, I'm not sure how they can improve results. Yeah, obviously, but I, I would probably say it's about the board as well, and then obviously yeah. the manager as well. But bearing in mind, I think some of the fans have had an overreaction completely. You've had nine years of total dominance of Scottish football, one in basically every major that you can. That's not our fault. <laughs> the one year, well, you, you still won it. You still need to win the trophies. Exactly, we do. We're expecting so we should have won this one. one well. This is probably the only, maybe last year I push, but this is the only year that you've had a proper t- title challenge. I, I think a 13-point gap last year was not a title challenge, so I'd argue this also isn't a title well, challenge. Statistically, you could still be. win. You could still win. You could have still won the league Mathema- last year. Mathematically, we can still win, but you just need to lose every single game from here on out. Yeah, we need to win the next... If we win the next, the next eight games, then the title is secured. That, Yeah, you need you need to win eight with us getting less than a win. No, yeah, less than a win. I think Celtic need to win... Um, or get what drop one more point, or something like that. That's what yeah, I think I think we need to either get a draw or a loss, and then if you get eight wins, then so that'll be what 30, yeah. 33 games. You could win it with seven seven games to spare, which mm. won't be the earliest in history because uh, the two thousand and twelve thirteen season was, I think, uh, Neil Lennon's last season was the earliest title win, but. Um, It'll be Rangers' earliest title win. So, so do you think that the league is over? Do you personally think it's over? I thought the league was over after we lost the old firm back in the really? in twenty twenty. Yeah, I mean that's when the form completely tanked. I mean the worst we've come back from in a league ch- title challenge was in the late nineties. We came back from I think it was a thirteen point deficit, and we've never come back from it. Or was it eighteen points? But I mean twenty three mm-hmm. is just. I know yeah. I know everyone goes the games in hand, the games in hand, but. Even if we you need win a Rangers capitulation, games. but they're not going to capitulate. Even even if Celtic do win all their games and had that's still fourteen points. That's exactly. Still a massive gap. And I mean, 
all the Celtic fans, when the league was called, said Rangers won't make up a 13-point gap. So if our, if our point gap is 14 points, we won't make it up. But obviously they can't call the title early because you never know. Rangers could have a mass COVID outbreak and lose every game because they have to play 12 Yeah, goals. of course. I, I'm not saying it's over. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, even now, I'm not saying it's over. I mean, I didn't support um, ending the league last season. I thought it should have been suspended until and then played over the summer, like the Premier League. But um, So I don't support cancelling this league. But I, I do think that Celtic have got a lot of work to do. In not play, a lot of time. If, some of your, if some of your assets are due to leave, then yeah, never especially key losing key players in January and have, with no intention of bringing anyone in, it's almost like we've resigned ourselves that we'll be missing out on the Champions League, we'll be missing out on the prize money for winning the league, we'll be missing out on we're out the cups, so we miss out the TV money for that. Yeah, it's like the board have just gone to shut down. Well, and it's not thing, a good situation. One quick, quick thing I wanted to ask is uh, with all that snow at Livingston, why not bring on a Yeti? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, he's not been near the first. He's not a sniff of the first team for quite a while. Yeah, he probably yeah. called Lennon fat or something. <laughs> probably tried to poach Lennon's snooze. Poach, I borrow it. So I think we've got one more game to go, don't we? Yeah, was yeah, that was the only one. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, Aberdeen uh, opened the scoring through Herben, good header. Um, then. There was a penalty shout for Motherwell, possible uh, OJ handball. I'm not sure if you guys saw that blocking uh, Sadoff shot. Um, I mean, I've, I've seen those given um, when OJ slid in like that, so it could have been. I think it was a penalty. Yeah. Uh, I have no comment. I didn't. I didn't watch the highlights. I, yeah, I think that was a. I think Motherwell, Motherwell probably were hard done. By that decision, and from the flow of the game, I think model will probably. Yeah, what what uh turn it, what hit the post as well, um, yeah. and then the game really but changed after like, well, Liam Polworth was sent off, and I'm not quite sure what for. I, he was booked early on uh, for a barge and stamp with Wright and a kind of a scuffle, but I didn't really see what the red red card was for. It was a double boot, I think. Yeah. So it's probably just a challenge that he mistimed. No, because on the highlights it just it doesn't show how he got the red card. Um, he was booked. He was booked in the twenty-sixth minute, but, but and then sent off in the forty-eighth. Yeah. So it must have. It must have been a um, two silly challenges. Possibly an off-the-ball incident because it's not on the highlights. You can't really see any any real yeah, places yeah. from it at all. Must have been. Um, and then Mr. Boogie himself scored. Could be called as. <laughs> um, he was. Uh, Motherwell players would call them for offside, but uh, I don't think it was. I'm not sure. I didn't. I didn't watch the game. To be honest, um, I can't remember seeing a good angle. Yeah, um, there wasn't any good angles, but from what I can tell, he's just running onto the loose ball from an onside position, and then by the time he gets to the ball, he looks like he's offside. So. Okay. Yeah, but if the ball's played when he's. On site, then it's fine. Yeah, yeah it's on site. Like, I can't remember looking at it because I, I didn't. I like I was watching the game, but then like I didn't look at the highlights afterward. So I, I kind of I wasn't looking at it like intensely afterward to see if it was offside or not. Like so, but when I was watching it, I didn't get the impression it was off. I just kind of I was like, oh, okay, so. Um, as you said, I think Motherwell could be hard done by from this result. Um, yeah, I did. thought Motherwell. Um, I, I think that, I thought they played well. 
think, yeah, Aberdeen do this, though. Like, they have a habit of pulling out these results when, um, you know, the other team's maybe been a bit more effective. That result will probably keep Denim McKinnish in a job for another week. Yeah, he's he's a man on thin ice. He's a, a ticking time bomb. One of three managers in, in the top half, I'm guessing. Yeah. The, um... I was looking at, um, obviously, it looks like both Celtic and Juventus's run for the 10 is going to come to an end the season, but there's one team we can support going for a 10th consecutive title, and that's Ludogrets of Bulgaria. Oh, yeah. They, um, they look, they've got quite a, a clear lead in the, the Bulgarian league. Are you going to keep your 10 in a row banners for that one, then? Exactly. Well, they play in green and white. They play in green and white. Six points clear. Um, Jumping around George Square for them. All right. <laughs> exactly. We can just we can just all become honorary Bulgarians. Everybody learn your Cyrillic. Um, Who wants the quiz then? I've is there any transfer news at the moment? Then we can go into the quiz because I've got a few transfers. Oh, um, the only thing, like I said earlier, the only thing for us is Ross Stewart. But uh, I see that Jack Ross's uh, press conference today. He said that, like he was asked that, and he says right now I don't think there's anyone we're looking at, but. He gave a really democratic answer. Oh, there's not anyone now we're looking at it, but um, you know, maybe before the end of the window. So maybe, maybe yeah, maybe no, probably not. We have we have some big name outgoings. We have uh, Jeremy Frimpong has signed personal terms with uh, Barry Leverkusen. Is so it confirmed? For ten and a half million, he signed personal terms, but the deal's not oh, through right, yet. Right, okay. But he's in he's in Leverkusen to to sign to sign a deal for ten and a half million, but thirty percent of that will go back to Man City who he poached out of the Academy. And Karamoko Dembele will sign a pre contract agreement with a London based club in the Premier League Ooh. and will move there next summer according to um the club. But um because he's under eighteen, apparently they're not allowed to divulge that information until the move is made. That's surprising. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did, did you went for Impong? Um, I, I am I right in thinking that it's down to uh, he thinks that Lennon is maybe holding him back or he doesn't agree with Yeah, him. so the the, the, the rumours coming out of the club is it was either him or if Lennon doesn't go, he will go. And he knows he's sort of Celtic's most valuable young asset. So he was, basically he said, look, it's, it's, it's me or him. And the board went, we've, basically, we've invested too much back in Lennon, like, we'll just cash in on you. So it was actually... There wasn't actually offers coming in for him, but he was transfer listed by the club. Wow! So they they almost threw him out there for a complete cut price. I mean, he was our best player in the 2019-20 season by a mile. For a manager that's already meant to be on his way out. Exactly, a manager. Car boot sale at Celtic right now. But seeing seeing how poorly Frimpong was treated, do you think the uh, the rest might? There's several players that could be joining him. I mean, looks like Duffy doesn't want to continue his loan. Oh, uh, Julien, Julien wants to leave. Edwards homesick. Um, yeah. El Hamid wants to go back to Israel. It's a whole mess. I mean, the squad will be decimated in the summer, and yeah. unless the checkbook comes out, it could be two for Rangers. Any uh, any word on Griffiths? You know, is he is he homesick for Leaf? We Griff dog. Um, yeah, I put we chat and no, I put like, me in the chat. He said he's here for ten, so he would be there yeah. for. Uh, when well, he was there for the meant... Livingston game. That was ten in a row, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean that's true as well. Yeah, that's ten in a row as well. I mean, he, here for ten, but I think that means here for the the tenth season, not 
the bloody no, tenth no, trophy. That's what he said in his interview. He's going to be he's here, he's here for ten. That was like when Aguero said he would stay at City till they won the Champions League, though. <laughs> True, but it's a bit different, though. Celtic so could have, or yeah. still, still can, win ten. Griffiths will be at Hibs for the tenth consecutive semi-final bottled. <laughs> 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 yeah, no. Um, that's uh, I was saying that's very reminiscent of the Canberra situation, though. Like, uh, it was a club. It was a, sorry. It was a player speaking out against the manager, yeah. and uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, he and we were. I don't know. If, um, this was before we started recording, but we we're saying like every every job he's had, he's like lost the dressing room. In. Yeah, with Bolton, yeah. he's lost it. Times even even before when they got beat by Ross County in the I don't know semi final, when Lennon's first time in charge, and I don't know if that was right when he got beat by. Uh, that was oh who that was won the, the, it was the league it was the league cup it was Cali Thistle okay, knocked us out the league cup in the semi final and then went on to to win it I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's also the dressing then. Even his first time at Celtic. Well, he was yeah, but he left us to get relegated with Bolton, which I think was anyone that argues this the English Championship is a step up from the a top team in the Scottish Premiership. No. Playing in the Champions League, beating Barcelona, and calling moving to Bolton a step up was the yeah. biggest mistake yeah, in his yeah. career. I mean, Bolton, he was going to leave anyway, but he took a step down to leave. It doesn't make any sense. The Bournemouth job's bigger than the Rangers job for me. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, I'd like to pay in an 11,000-seater stadium in England. Yeah. Like, that's nonsense. Nah, uh, talking about the Celtic outgoings to the Rangers ingoings. We've got Scott Wright, who's just confirmed a pre-contract agreement. He's done deal. That. He'll sign at the end of the year. Uh, 23-year-old uh, from Aberdeen. Aberdeen fans are pretty fuming on Twitter. Uh, you can play on the left or right or even behind the striker, which... Um, is good as well. Obviously, Rangers don't play with wingers as such. We obviously bomb our uh, centre halves up, and I think he'll fit in the team pretty well. He's also pretty pacey, and he's got um, he's good with the ball at his feet as well. So, do you think uh, what you guys? That, uh, Jordan Jones and Greg Stewart might be. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's I, 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 <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, I, would, I I don't know about Jones. I would put Jones on loan. I still think Jones is still sort of got it, but. You don't know these days, but there's a there's a few. I I, I, I personally was quite um, a bit shocked when we heard of Scott Wright. I was like, um, I would have rather had Hedges to be honest. I think Hedges is a great player, but if Scott Wright, you got to trust Gerard. Gerard signings have been pretty top right now, um, working alongside uh, Ross Wilson as well. So you got to trust in Gerard. Uh, there's a few Bournemouth players which, according to Day Record, have have signed a pre-contract deal. It's maybe announced uh, pen paper in a couple of days, mm-hmm. and that is Namdi Offbor from Bournemouth and Jack Simpson from Bournemouth. Obviously, I don't watch English Prem as much, but I've seen a couple of videos on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Offbor is a 21-year-old centre mid. I brought skill be... compilations on YouTube. Yeah, of course. <laughs> do, do, do not watch them. everyone for the puss do, do not do not watch them if you have a centre player. Everyone does. Yeah, I'm guilty of that. Yeah, yeah. so am I, to be honest. Yeah. You, always, <laughs> you always find some, it'll be Paul the Tim will have put together a compilation of them doing step-overs in, like, <laughs> English League One, and then... <laughs> but he'll, he'll put some drum and bass over it. <laughs> and they will beat us. Yeah, so uh, Offborough has only been used from the bench on three occasions, which I I thought these two were a bit weird. Uh, and obviously, um, 
Simpson's a 24-year-old centre-back and he's made nine championship appearances and only starting six. Do you reckon, I think do you those will be more of squad players than first-team players. Do you reckon off-ball as well? Is he, is he possibly one for the future? Um... Yeah, I would probably say he's one for the future, obviously, because Davis has not got long left. Uh, it's probably covered for Davis. Even that, our midfields are pretty, is pretty... We've got a lot of cover from our midfields anyway. Uh, but yeah, that's the only two that are from Rangers right now. And then obviously Glenn Middleton going to St. Johnson as well on a loan deal. That's quite a good signing for St. Johnson, I would say. Yeah. So yeah, that's... For the cup final. That's... Um... There's a yeah. from Hearts. I can't remember the name of the guy, but they signed that striker. Um, that's championship news, though. Um, yeah, this is SPFL news. Yeah, we're not focusing on championship. <laughs> Hearts have signed that striker. That's it. We're done. Let's move on to the quiz. <laughs> right, I'll get my pen and paper out for the quiz, gentlemen. We'll, we'll call it Kyle's knowledge. Right. I thought that in the shower this morning. So. Right. I was thinking an idea. See who. So. Um, I made the quiz last week. Should we rotate it so there's not just one? Yeah, that's right. Sounds yeah, good no to me. I like that. Okay. Idea. Obviously, I did, Marcus, you meant to do it this week again, but obviously you're too busy crying. So. Ah. Okay. So. Yep. Sounds good to me. So who wants to do? Who wants to do it next week? Um. Any volunteers? Okay. I'm, I'm happy to. Nice. Make sure I've got everyone down, right? Okay. okay. So, Kyle's knowledge quiz. So, the first question is, when was the last time that St. Johnston were in a cup final? Do you have a buzzer? Can I go like, oh, you can just see, you can see uh, 2015. That is incorrect. Damn it. 2013. Marcus. Marcus got it. It was 2014. Anyone know who against? Dundee United. Falkirk? It was. It was Dundee United. Yeah, it was Dundee United. Do you know the score, Marcus? Oh, uh, 2-0 St. Johnson. Oh, done, my man. I'll give you an extra point oh, for that. Yes. That was a complete guess, the 2-0. <laughs> I knew right. it was Dundee United, but... Uh, obviously, Hibs have just been embarrassed um, this week. So, um, obviously, back to the Ibrox when Rangers played uh, Hibs uh, last season. It was Rangers 6, Hibernian 1. So can you name the scorers for Rangers? Defoe. You're on the phone to me as well that game, taking the absolute... Oh, I'll take that. Defoe was one of I was there in the OAN just greeting again. Right, you want to have the first goal? Defoe. Defoe. Defoe is one, yes. Arebo. No. Morellis. Yes. That was Morgan got the Hibs goal, didn't they? Yeah, Morgan. Morgan scored the one for Hibs. Yeah. The, the question was the Rangers goal. Oh, was it the Rangers? Oh. Can you name the last scorer? So obviously Defoe got a hat trick. Morelos got two, and there's Ooh. one. No. Was it not Jones? Oh, um. Tavernier. Nope. Oh my god. Uh... I don't want to think back to that game, but I'm gonna have to. You did the last quiz, mate. Ryan Jack. No, it was not Ryan Jack. Ryan Jack's first goal was against Celtic, and the one that went. Oh yeah, I remember Ken? that one. I'm a bit um, Oh my god, it might have been a defender. No, it wouldn't. I don't think it was. Do you, come back, do you want to come back to it? No, it's not Barisic. Do you want to come back to that one? As well, I left it like four or five, either four or five one. He's like, like so. the grottiest. You're leaving early! Oh. Yeah. 
We get well, yeah, six for the eyebrows. You're gonna leave I, early, aren't you? Well, I, I, I wouldn't know, but I do, rem- I do remember being at Ibrox in the big four 0 and the stadium being completely empty after the fourth went in. Oh well, no, I can't think of this uh, last score though. Do you just give up or should I come back to it? Let you think. Uh, I, you should tell us. Yeah, right, it was Shea Ojo. Oh God. Oh, <laughs> is he still with you? No. <laughs> no. He had a couple of goals in Europe. He scored a couple of goals in Europe, but then uh, never, never since. Um, so I think, who got the most of them? I think Marcus got uh, Defoe and Morelos. Uh, I think me and Sam said Defoe at the same yeah. time. But I was okay, I'll give you his both. Okay. Give you his both one. Okay. I was hoping that Lewis was going to be on the score, right? Oh, but I hope he gets this if he's listening back to this, right? Yeah. So I don't know if you will get this, or you might. So obviously Ross County play Motherwell this weekend, right? So who got sent off for Motherwell the last time Motherwell played Ross County? Declan Gallagher. That's no. Oh, is it Ricky Lamey? Nope. Is it a trick question? Was it Stephen Robinson? No. <laughs> the manager getting red because he no. he is constantly getting oh, well, he's yeah, he, now, was, he was he was constantly, he was constantly yeah, getting yeah. sent to the stands. Devante Cole. Uh, no. Alan Campbell. No. He he doesn't really he he has a good record, doesn't he? Disciplinary record. Um, Lewis probably screaming right now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Is it Polworth? No. Off this weekend. <laughs> Was it O'Donnell? No. This is quite it's quite a difficult question to be honest. Really? Was mm-hmm. it okay? So it's an obscure. Uh, either that or it's like a trick one. It's last season. Or it's left. Was it the keeper? Who's the mm, keeper? Is it no. Liam Kelly? I think. No. No, he's I not can, with them anymore. Who's I can there? tell you that he's a defender. Alright. Is it Liam Donnelly? No. Be- Bevis McGarry? He, he, currently, he currently plays for Motherwell. Okay. Is it Jake Carroll? Yes, Marcus. Oh, hey. Go through the entire <laughs> Motherwell squad. <laughs> okay. He's he's Irish, isn't he? I think Jake Carroll. Yes, 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 yes. He had a good game against Rangers that uh, a week or two ago. That, yeah. yeah. Right. So the second last question. Uh, so can you name the two players joined top with the most assists this season? Tavernier. Tavernier is one, yeah. And I don't think it's one of ours. Um, um it's probably two Rangers focus next. They've scored the most. I don't know who creates Han Haji. Yes. Oh, there you go. So I'll give you. I'll give you both that point. Andy's off the mark now. Oh, I was gonna say Kent, but I was like, I don't like Kent, so I'll say Haji. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this one, you, you get a point per player. So there's ten players. Mm. Okay. So up ten points up for grabs. This could change everything. Yeah, a lot of points up for grabs here. In the recent Scotland squad, can you name all the SPFL players? Ryan Christie, Considine. Wait, Ryan Christie is one. Yeah, Considine is one. Um. Cal McGregor. Uh, let me just knock these off. Yeah, Cal McGregor is one as well. David Marshall. No, he does not play in the Shankland. 
Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> Plays for Derby. Uh, Constantine, is he still in the squad? Constantine's been said. Oh, Franklin. Whoa, sorry, Marcus. Fortress. No. Oh, Taylor? Greg Taylor? Greg Taylor is one, yes. Lawrence Franklin. Paul McGinn. Paul McGinn, yeah, Paul McGinn. Paul, Paul McGinn is not. Who's in Shankland? Who's in Shankland? I did. Uh, okay. Sam's got Shankland. Yeah. What about Ross McCrory? No, he's under 21s, I think. Paul Stephen Hanlon. O'Donnell? Dean O'Donnell is one. Paul Hanlon? Paul Hanlon's not. You're, I can tell you missing, you're missing Sean McLaughlin. Gallagher. Gallagher, yes, Marcus. Yeah. Um, you're missing three players. Cal, oh, Cal McGregor. Cal McGregor's been said. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Christie been said? Lee Griffiths? Yeah. Lee Griffiths is one, yeah. Oh, oh fucking hell. Oh. Two players left. Did we see Christie? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Did we see Ryan Jack? Ryan Jack, yep. Constantine, Constantine. Constantine's been said. Is he off? Alright, um. Missing one player. Robbie McCrory, uh, living keeper? No? Oh. Ryan, oh, Ryan Jack's been said, isn't he? Yeah. It's gonna be a goalkeeper, isn't it? I can't think of any. Well, the only other Scottish keepers, I think, are John McLaughlin, the Rangers number two. Uh, yes, he's in the squad. Ah, there you go. Because I know he was like, he was behind, he was on the bench in the penalty shootout where obviously we won in Serbia, he was on the bench. Oh, alright. Tell you the scores, boys. Okay, we've got a clear winner. <laughs> so Mark, Mark Cross. Marcus with seven, Sam with five, and Andy with four. I didn't Hibs it, yes. <laughs> that's, that's possibly one of the only things you win. Have Hibs ever scored seven? <laughs> what, in the game? Uh, we did it at Pencastle back in the 70s, 7 0. We've got two rounds of matches before uh, we will meet up again. We've got Wednesday night and Saturday. Uh, well, Wednesday night and the weekend. We've just had an hour, so we've got plenty of time. Yeah, we'll whack through some predictions. Uh, so on Wednesday, we've got uh, three six o'clock kickoffs and three seven forty five kickoffs. So first one, Dundee United versus St Mirren. That's Tannadice. Um I want to say another 1-1, but I think Dundee United will go and win this, just when it's going to repeat 2-1. Yeah, I think Dundee United will should win this. Like, like a 1-0. Yeah, I'm going to say 1-1. I'm going to stick with 1-1 for this one. I think this is a game for the likes of Shanklin, McNulty and Clark to step up, because they've been, apart from Clark, they've been underperforming. Uh, Maybe a bit harsh on McNulty, because I don't think he's played as much. Um... But definitely Shanklin needs to step up in that team. Um, Louis Apare, who I quite rate, I think he only got his first um, like goal against St Johnston was it what a few weeks ago. So if he starts, he'll need to step up. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be tough. Like St Mirren, they they had that good spell in December. I think they've fallen off now a wee bit, but they'll still be up for like they'll feel like they can get a point or a win out of this game. So um, and Dundee United obviously will be wanting to finish in the top six. So. Yeah, I, I, I look at it. Yeah, probably 2-1, I think. we got Ross County versus Motherwell is the next game. Um, I think Motherwell yeah. on form, I'd say. Yeah. 2-2 two, two for me. I think that'll be... Both teams will be very much up for it. Um, both both the teams got new managers in relatively recently, so... Yeah, I'll back Motherwell 2 now for that uh, one, I I'll think. go back Motherwell 2-1. Yeah. 
Mm. I, yeah, I, think so. I think I think one nil, just nice and tight. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Motherwell. Okay. Um, oh, so you're back from Motherwell. Nobody's back. In... Hmm. And then we've got think... St John's versus Aberdeen at the six o'clock kickoff. Interesting game to watch. I think I obviously it's at McDermott Park, and Aberdeen have not been the greatest away from home, or yeah. even in general, to be honest. So I, I genuinely am backing St Johnson on this one, to be honest. Yeah, I think I think it'll be two one St Johnson. Also, because I kind of need Aberdeen to be dropping points as much as possible. So, uh, and like you said, Kyle, because it's away from home, you know they don't have a great record away from home this season. So, yeah, probably one Nelson Johnson. Um, and they were very impressive against us. The thing I noticed though, they they both play very similar styles of football. Um, so I don't know if it'll be a high scoring game, but definitely St Johnson can make it. So one nil. Um, did I say one one? Okay. Fair enough. Still good to see that Aberdeen dropping points. I think it'll just be a rubbish nil nil. I think Scottish football is going to be on for some rubbish games this week. This week. Oh. Talking of uh, rubbish games and rubbish teams, Celtic uh, playing. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that. Played <laughs> it beautifully into that one. <laughs> um, it'll be our fourth draw on the bounce. It'll be two two again. But we'll leave it late. We'll equalise so in like the 87th. Team. Look, if the results get good, he keeps his job. If the results are poor, but we're not losing, he'll probably still go. That's the best you can hope for, right? I mean, I mean nobody wants yeah. to force their manager out, but... You want to force your manager out? Yeah. yeah. But uh, it's to inspire change. You you know, the board will see the error of their ways. They'll inspire cool. change. Freshen up. You know? Yeah. No, I think it... Uh, I don't want to say anything about this game, to be honest. It's against Hamilton at Celtic Park, so you'd expect the Celtic to go and, and finish their dinner. But recently, they haven't been so... Uh, tough one to predict, to be honest, because uh, I don't know who will be playing. To be fair, they're proper cockroaches, so we might actually beat them. Um, yeah, they're pretty... Tempo, but again, if we beat them, we'll leave it late. I, 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 I'm going to go with what I said initially when I looked at it. I think it'll be one each. I'm going to say nil-nil. I reckon this will be the game that will, will turn the board against Lennon, or start to turn the board against Lennon. <laughs> start, it should have been months ago. Just, just because I reckon it'll be so uninspiring that it'll just be a drab nil-nil. If we're lucky, you might see Lennon do air quotes again. In a press conference, that'd be pretty funny. Oh god! <laughs> or, uh, or something else, something even more unhinged. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he's actually battering all the journalists. Like, <laughs> although the press press conference is on Zoom, he's going to batter them through Zoom. <laughs> oh yeah, I did forget about that. Well, he smashes uh, computer. He he marches himself right over to like their house, and he's just like staring at them through the window. <laughs> Like he's hunting all of them down. Yeah. To be fair, I'd be surprised if Ross didn't do that as well, because Ross was going at the journalist that interview on Sunday. Like, oh, I think you're being very unfair to managers. Like, <laughs> come on. But, uh... Oh. Yeah, one each for that game, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, I think I'll stick with the 2-2. Uh, the other game we've got is uh, Liverpool versus Kilmarnock. Again, this is one that's 
quite close. I reckon I'm swaying towards Livingston. Uh, they're... Yeah. Uh, Livingston will com- continue their hot streak. 3 uh, 0. Yeah, I mean, the goals are coming and their defence is rock solid, so I think they'll keep another clean sheet. Oh, yeah. I'm going to say 2 0 for this one for Livingston. Yeah, I expect Livy to keep a clean sheet. Um, I would probably go, not for free, I would probably say 2 0. 2 0 for that one. 2 0 Livy for me. Yeah. And the biggest game on Wednesday is Hibs versus Rangers, and I'm scared this, of this one. This, this, this could be. This could be the game, because I, I, obviously our fixtures on paper you'd expect us to go and win after the Hibs game. We'd be like of Hamilton, and then they've got Ross County again. Um, so this this will be a challenge for, and um, as you said before, Marcus on the team like Hibs have been the only really team that's given us a proper challenge. Um, so. I, I'm going to go obviously go for a Rangers win and I think Hibs will get a goal as well so I think it will be well it depends on Hibs play really I think it, yeah it uh, depends on whether Hibs bounce back and try and right the wrongs of the semi-final or they just slump yeah I'm going to back obviously I'm going to back my own team uh I um, think it'll be... Obviously, we played Hibs quite a few times and it's always been really open, so I think there will be goals involved, so I'm going to go 3-1 Rangers. I'm going to copy that and go 3-1 Rangers as well. have no confidence whatsoever going into that game. Marcus. I'd like to be the, ever the optimist. I think Hibs will stop him in their tracks. 2-1. Ooh. 2-2. Hibs, as I said. All right. Um, well, <laughs> um, yeah, like you guys said, it really does depend if Hibs bounce back. I'm not confident we will, because we couldn't bounce back after going 1-0 down in the 35th minute in a semi-final. You know, what hope do we have? Against the league leaders. <laughs> if we're that devoid of all confidence. Um, so, yeah, the pessimist in me says 2-0 Rangers uh, without us even scoring. That's the pessimist. Yeah, I don't see it being a walkover. I don't see it being a walkover, to be honest. Um, you think they'll beat you by less than St. John's will beat you? I mean, I did predict you guys would win 2-1, but... It depends on how Hibs play, to be honest. Yeah, we'll, we've, every single game against Rangers this season, we've been very organised. If we, if we play like how we played against Ross County and Hibs play how they played against St. John's, it'll be a walkover. Uh, it will be, but that's not how football works, though. Like, exactly, that's something if, if you play like that. Well, yeah, like, I see it being an absolute walkover. I think if Rangers win, it'll be just a really comfortable 2-0. Um, so, uh, and as well, it, it would be the most Hibs thing ever to get battered off St. Johnson and then go get a result against Rangers. No saying we're going to win, but that would be typical. Yeah. So, so half-time call tomorrow, Marcus, yeah? I, I hope for a draw. Uh, I, I'm not sure what the what the score of the draw will be, but my prediction is going to be 5-5, because what the hell? The season's done anyway. 5-5? <laughs> I'll tell you what, you if you put a 5 on five, that. You think you'll score 5 with a team that's only letting, what, 7 goals this season? Me saying five is just a banter. It's, I just think it's going to be a well. I'm hoping for a draw. I don't think it's going to be a draw. 
But what tequila are you drinking, Marcus? <laughs> over anything. As long as there's some goals in it. Aye, why not? A 5 5. Let's, let's... Put a 5 on 5 5 and then see how much you get back. Because if it I finishes 5 5. <laughs> knowing, knowing Hibs, it'll be 5 0 at 80 minutes and then we'll bottle like the last 10 and it'll be fine. Lenny will do the airplane again, won't he? Or Jack Ross will do it. No. This time. No. no, that would be. I'm just um, do the airplane because I'm make keep my job. This will be this is going to be a tough one to predict uh, forward because on Saturday there's four more games. But obviously we're not yeah. going to have a pub between then, so it'll be. That's it. Let's go for it. Let's go for it. Why not? Um, yeah. Celtic versus St Mirren. Um, one each. We should do. We should do. We should do St Mirren two one. I think Celtic will, uh, I don't think, if they're going to draw tomorrow, I don't think they'll go and draw again on Saturday. I think they'll straight. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I've exactly. got a question, Andy. Why are you predicting Celtic to draw against Hamilton and then beating St Mirren? I was going to go for exactly well, the same Well, you see, you're not a Celtic fan. <laughs> you, you have to expect the unexpected. Like, traditional results do not go our way, right? So I can totally see the team out of form, rock bottom, getting a rubbish result away to them. Right, and then playing someone whose form is starting to get a bit better, and then ruining their hot streak—that's how Celtic work. We well, didn't. You didn't ruin Levy's hot streak, did you? No, true, but that's what I think. It's <laughs> my prediction. It's my go-to. Fair enough. I think Celtic will win, but only because I don't see them drawing another game in a row, um, and they'll just about scrape it probably. Yeah, uh, they'll go for ten in a row, draw-wise. <laughs> I maybe. Yeah, yeah. I was going to go for a Celtic tight one nil win, and then eighty ninth minute. Um, we got Livingston versus Aberdeen, which could be a really interesting game. No, it's going to be a good one to watch, definitely. It's the rescheduled one, by the way, the one that was rescheduled like twice, or uh, possibly. So, uh, yes, yeah, yeah. Lucic, Lucic, the fixture Celtic play both their the two games in hand. Yeah, yeah, because this weekend there's only four games, so I reckon these are where the games are They play on Tuesday as well. Play on Tuesday we as well. Do. Yeah, we do. Yeah, because we're, what, you've, you've played 25, we've played 22, so. Yeah, so yeah. I think these weekend is the, the kind of making up the games in hand. So yeah, Livingston versus Aberdeen uh, is one of those games. Be... Yeah, it'll be a good game, that. I think it'll be, again, it's uh, the Tony Macaroni. So, I'll probably go for 2-1 Livingston with Aberdeen to score first. I'm going to go 3-2 Livy with Aberdeen going 2-0 up. Wow. Um, Aberdeen going 2-0 up, Livy winning 3-2. In this, all, goals and all goals for Livy in the second half. Yeah, that's what I was going for. Well, I feel boring saying just a 1-0 win for Livy then, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Aberdeen don't participate in many high scoring games with how to organise their defences so yeah, yeah. but Livy will win it'll be just a 1-0 uh, well it's got Dundee United versus Hibs at Down the Dice which oh no <laughs> five each <laughs> <laughs> um, no God. Um, like I said it really just depends like we're so inconsistent we can go in like yeah, it really depends how. It, but you, it, we could get a draw against us and then get get beat. Yeah, 
the next two games we could have any number of results. Like it really depends on how we turn up. It depends how we do on Wednesday as well because we'll go into that game with different mentality. Um, I think Hibs will win that um, one 0 comfortable though. Comfortable one 0 There's n- there's no such thing as a comfortable one 0 when it's Hibs. Oh, there is. No, when it's Hibs. Oh, it's Hibs. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no. Nah, um, I'll say we've been very good away from home this season, uh, so I'll say two 0 Hibs, and um, with it being a bit more comfortable and hopefully, uh, well, I mean I don't think even even a draw tomorrow and a win on Saturday wouldn't save Jack Ross's job. So we'll see. How you think he's go. going? Um. Yeah, I think if. Oh god, this is a whole nother debacle. I don't think he should get sacked now, but I think he's lost the fans indefinitely. Uh, like the, we could finish second this season above you, and I don't think the fans would be convinced of keeping him now because he's more than proven that he's a massive bottler and <laughs> he's continuing the culture of bottling big games. So uh, I want to. He's continuing the hipster hashtag on Twitter. I want to see him get the rest of the season to see how far we can get in the league. And if the club feel like he's not the man to take us forward and actually go and win silverware, then that has to be him out. And then, but we'll see. I mean, it's kind of an opposition. I really, I couldn't tell you what's happening at the club at the moment. I couldn't tell you how the board are going to react to it. Um, but all I know is the fans want him out. Probably a slight majority of us are wanting him out now. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I'm going to go for a 2-1 his win for this game, fighting off a late Dundee United comeback. Yeah, as always. <laughs> as always. Yeah. And the last game on Saturday, well, they're all kicking off at the same time, but the last game we haven't touched on Saturday is Kilmarnock versus St Johnston. Ooh, um... God, I feel like I'm up against Mark Lawrence and Liverpool to win 600-0. That's what he does every week. <laughs> Sorry, St. Johnson, yeah. who? Uh, Kilmarnock. Kilmarnock. Okay. Uh, yeah, that would be fun. That's a one all. Share yeah. the spoils. Yeah, I'll probably say one each as well, to be honest. Yeah, it's going to be typical Scottish football 1 1. Yeah. I mean, they're, what, they're are they 7th and 8th in the league or uh, something like that? 7th and 9th. Yeah, yeah. A, point, a point apart, right? So whoever wins will jump the other. Ooh. It depends on. Wednesdays for so tight down bottom of the league. Yeah, I mean Hamilton could escape and finish seventh for all we know. Yeah, you've and got Hamilton on nineteen. Minus twenty six goal difference. You've got Hamilton on nineteen, Motherwell on nineteen. Ross County's minus Ross County on twenty, St Johnson yeah. on twenty three, St Mirren on twenty three, Kilmarnock on twenty four, and Dundee United on twenty eight. I'd say Dundee United are safe. Anyone below that is like So the bottom six you know. basically. Yeah, bottom six is a toss-up. Top six is obviously... I think the top six is confirmed. Yeah. I think Dundee, Levy, Hibs, Aberdeen, Selleck and uh, Rangers, that's pretty set in stone. It's going to be interesting to actually get third. Yeah. My money is on... Aberdeen have a game in hand. Well. I mean, if Aberdeen... If Aberdeen use their game in hand on hips. That's them at 45, which is one point Selig. Mean, Obviously, Selig Aberdeen got absolutely yeah. trashed by Ross County last week. Yeah. yeah. Aberdeen aren't... I mean, we're in a state. I don't think Aberdeen are any better. I mean, they all... Uh, there's probably... So, I think whoever... If Aberdeen finish fourth, McInnes gets sacked. If Ross finishes fourth, Ross gets sacked. 
yeah. think that's 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 the battle there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's and then when he just gets sacked anyway. I mean, you've both conceded the same number of goals, and Aberdeen have scored two less than Hibs. Like you're pretty on par. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Except they've won both head to heads, and Aberdeen got a, yeah. a couple games now. And we've got them a week in Saturday at Easter Road. Yeah, well. they've yeah Aberdeen won the six pointers, but then also dropped to like the bottom clubs. Yeah. So that's, it's... the thing is, that's the next big game though. That game against Aberdeen, that'll be the next big game. And knowing us, like we'll probably do well until then. We'll go and beat Dundee United. And then I think it's St. Mirren on a Tuesday. We'll beat them. And then we'll be all riled up for it, thinking, oh, yeah, you know, it's a big game. We can um, secure a third. And then we'll go and bottle it again because it's another big match you can win. But that's, uh, yeah. that's the story for next week's podcast, probably. Uh, yeah. Is there a possibility that Livy could sneak up there? Because they're, they're the only team, apart from Rangers, who are really on form at the moment. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Scottish football, anything could happen. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I think yeah. on I mean, that note, <laughs> I've got a. I don't know if you guys have seen this. By the way, I'm just checking Facebook, and somebody I know is a Celtic fan. Uh, posted something about Jeremy Frimpong, and he said a quote: "It's uh, I dreamed the dream, but my demands haven't been met. You'll see what I mean." So All right, Susan Boyle. Yeah, but do you remember he posted that like wild, like biblical rant on his Instagram story, and it's like, bro, why do you have? Sex outside of marriage, that's cringe. <laughs> I remember posting that on his like Instagram oh, story or something like That's very cryptic though for a football. That's very like Rogers esque, like when he was like or what you know, Oh was it was the belly, yeah, taunting Rogers, yeah, that was yeah. that was a wild one. Oh, Apparently Jeremy Furpunk only weighs sixty seven kilograms, <laughs> which would make me an enormously fat bastard in comparison. <laughs> 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 He's also only 175 uh, centimeters. That Apparently, that's that's what comes at you googling. Uh, yeah, pretty much confirmed at Leverkusen. Then, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been confirmed by transfer marked. Uh, Celtic. Yeah. The only incoming is looking at Demari Gray on loan from Leicester. Oh Jesus! Uh, to to replace <laughs> up the right side. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> And on that depressing note, I think it's time to yeah. end. Um, thank you guys yeah. for coming today, and goodbye. I'll see you later. The False Nineties podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Podbean, and our website at false90s.wordpress.com. For updates, follow False Nineties on both Twitter and Instagram. And a big thank you to Francisco Alvia and his track Space Game, which is our theme tune.